Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey folks, welcome back once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 138 for November the 18th, 2018. I'm your host Jack and I'm going to help guide you through the world of systems administration, network administration, and all fields of IT. Please check out the website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com where you can comment on these shows. Also, to get the very best in Windows Server 2012 education, please check out our learning site at jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. You can sign up and begin learning right away on how to uh, set up, install, administer, and everything you need to know about Windows Server 2012. Today, we've got a, another packed show for you here that we're going to show you a little bit about uh, joining a workstation to a domain controller and uh, it's nice to have test environments set up on your network that you can test out things like policies um, you can test out the security policies security groups uh, file shares and make sure you can have everything working properly before you roll that out into your uh, into your network and roll it out into your actual environment uh, it's better to test and test and make sure it's going to be okay and then you can roll these policies and stuff out but before we can play with policies and do all that great stuff uh, with controlling the computer we have to join the computer to our domain controller so the first thing i would tell you to do is i would strongly suggest that you check out the video on youtube and that video can be found at 42 the number four the number two technoman and check out the video and uh, you know what? I'll put a link with the uh, the podcast here to uh, to the video, so you can find it maybe a little easier. We will do that for you. So as you can see here on the screen, if you are watching the video, we have a, a Windows 10 domain com uh, computer. I set up a virtual Windows 10 machine, and I have a virtual Windows Server 2016 uh, server running my DC, which we've looked at uh, in the last show a little bit. We were talking about policies. What we're going to do is take this domain controller and, well, wait, we're going to take the uh, Windows 10 computer and join it to the uh, the server. And the first thing we need to do is make sure uh, both of the machines are running on the same network, and I know they are. But I do have a uh, internal DNS server running basically like you probably do on your router uh, if you have a home network set up. And it does a lot of the internal DNS stuff. But I want my Windows 10 computer to be able to see the DNS for the server to make sure that it can pick up the server name and everything. So to test this, we are in the dashboard here of the, of the Windows server. and Click on Local uh, Server. And the computer name is AD Server 1. The domain I created was ad1.server. And what we need to do first is we need the IP address of this particular server so we can do that a couple different ways I tend to like to use the command prompt um, 
don't want to do that. I like to use the command prompt just to do an IP config, just so it's really quick. And here's the IP address, 192.168.1.35. So now we're going to switch over here. Let me move this out of the way. To our Windows 10 machine, I'll click on the networking icon down by the system clock. Go to network settings. And we should be able to get to it under the uh, change adapter options. We're going to right click on our network connection, go to properties. Yeah, we'll let this open up here. Get the computer to keep up with us, we'll be better off, right? Be a lot better off here. There we go. So this is our Ethernet properties. It could also be your wireless properties. We can also join the domain over the wireless, which we do a lot. And get this to open up here. There we go. On Internet Protocol version 4, right, TCP IP v4, if I double-click that, you'll see here, hopefully you can see this on the screen, normally it says obtain a DNS automatically. Well, right now, like I said, it's obtaining the DNS automatically from my uh, my router. So we're going to go to uh, use the following DNS server. We're going to put that address in from the server. 192.168.1. Dot 35. All right, that's all we really need on there. So let's click OK. And we'll click OK. There we go. So now that it's pointing to the proper DNS, what we can do now is we can open up a command prompt on our workstation. And we want to confirm that it is, in fact, pointed to the proper computer, not to my router anymore. So let's open this up. All right. I wish I could make this stuff a little bigger in here. Let's see here. Um, properties. Font size. Uh, maybe 36 should be good. Uh, of course, we just made the box bigger. That's all right. There we go just so you can see this working a little better. And what we're going to do now is we are going to ping, but not the IP address, we're going to ping the computer name, which is AD Server 1. If the DNS is working properly, we should be able to get a ping response. And there we go. So now we know that we are actually pinging this virtual domain controller I have. So now there should be no reason why I can't join this workstation to that domain controller. So let's go ahead and close the uh, command prompt out. We are done with that. We will close this out. There's a lot of different ways you can join Windows 10 to a domain controller, but what I found is the old school uh, menuing system is still here. The way it worked is if you go to this PC and right-click on this PC, go down to Properties, you'll get the old dialog box back up that we used to get. Alright, so right now it's computer name is Virtual1, and it's on a work group. Now, a work group is, if you have a small group of computers, you can have them on the same network. They can talk to each other just by simply using a work group without having to use a domain controller. So each computer has that ability to talk to each other. But we're going to go to Change Settings, and what we're going to do here 
You can use a wizard to join the domain or work group by clicking on network ID and go through the wizard. Now, that's okay. Uh, if you're kind of new to it, maybe that would be a great starting point for you. But I've been doing this for a long time, so I go to rename this computer and change its domain or work group. I click on change. Now all we got to do is join it to the domain. But what I also want to do is give it a new computer name. We are going to call this, um, let's say, HR Computer 1. Maybe it's in our HR department. And we are going to join it to our domain, which is uh, ad1.server. Uh, Once you do that and click OK, it's now asking for the credentials, okay, to uh, authenticate to the domain controller. So we will use our administrator and the password. And you see the domain is 81.server. Click OK. And if everything's going in our favor, we should be able to hit it. There it is. Welcome to the 81.server domain. So now we know this computer is joined to that server. Click OK. And uh, click OK. OK. Click OK. And that is going to allow us to restart this machine. And when we restart the machine... Um, go ahead and restart now. Then I'm going to pause this video until this machine is restarted. Okay, now that our computer is rebooted and back up, you can see where it says on the bottom here now, sign into AD1. All right, and I went ahead and pre-signed in because we know that when we sign in for the first time, you get that please wait as it's building our profile. So let's go ahead and log in here. And I wanted to point out one other thing to you that we do at the schools all the time uh, because it really irritates me how uh, Windows does this. But it's just a, a feature-rich uh, part of, I guess, home using. So there you go. So now if we take a look, uh, let's go back into our file manager. And we'll go back to this PC. Right-click on this PC. Go to Properties. And you see now computer name, HR Computer 1, full computer name, HR Computer 1.ad1.server, and our domain is ad1.server. So yes, we are actually now connected to our domain controller. Now with the domain controller, I'm going to bring that over for you here. Let's bring our domain controller back over. And we are going to have a look here. So if you go now into computers, now we got users, right? We got computers. We can see now that uh, the HR computer one is now joined to our domain controller. This is how we start applying the policies and uh, all the security features or uh, how we can interact with that machine as well as with the user account itself. As you can see, I created a new user account for myself down at the bottom, Jack. So I'm ready to roll with that. So let's go back to computers. And it is right there. To move a computer from one group to another, it's very, very simplistic. Um, I don't know if I started. Yeah, company computers, HR department. That's where you want to put this computer. So if we right-click on the computer and we click on move, this is our list of groups or organizational units. And if we look through... 
uh, where my company computers, HR department. We're going to move it to the HR department because that's what the, where the computer resides in the HR. And there it is. So very, very easy to move computers around through your groups. And that is perfect. That is working. Now, the one thing I could tell you here, I'm looking to see how long this uh, podcast or video is running. I don't want to bore you to death. But the one thing I like to do with the domain controller is at the school I told you. Uh, we're going to close that for a minute. We don't need that. Is if we click on the start button and log out, sign out. This is one thing that bugs me, and I see it all of the time, is that when a user sits on the computer and uh, opens the computer, you can see here where there's other user, uh, there's the last user login, then there's the mine on the domain, okay, which doesn't tell me anything about the domain, but that is mine, irregardless, right? So, the way we can actually fix that is now that we have the computer joined and we have it in the uh, HR department, it shouldn't be hard for us. And this is live, folks, so we're hopeful it's going to go okay. We are going to go to our group policy management, our GPO. And if we look at company computers, HR department, we can go to HR department here and we can actually create a new policy. So we're going to create a new policy. And we'll call this last user. Okay. All right. So first of all, we got to spell last user, right? <laughs> last user. All right. Click OK. Ah, choose another name. I already have this one in here somewhere. Yeah, we'll just call it last users. Then if we take this policy and we right-click on it and go to Edit. And what you're looking for here, since I've done this so much, I should be able to find it very simple. Simplistically, go to Windows Settings. And the computer has to keep up with me a little bit here. Windows Settings. Security settings. It should be under. Move this out of the way. Local policies. And then security options. And there is, underneath down here, let's look for it here. Interactive logon. And it should be called says, do not display last username. Okay? So you have to double-click on that. You click on define it, and then enable it. All right? Because it's, it's not defined at all, so it won't do anything. Or if you disable it, it will not do anything. So we're going to enable that. Click on OK. So it's enabled. Now that policy is enabled only on the computers under the HR department. That's where this policy is residing. So you would think at that point everything should be fine, right? So again, this is kind of live, and I'm not doing any editing here, but we are working with the podcasts. So I'm sorry about, uh, like I said, you would be better off on this podcast particular if you would look at the video. And I know a lot of you are in your cars right now going, what is he clicking on? So what I was in was group policy management. 
I did click on Company Computers. That's the OU where we put this uh, HR computer. And then I clicked on HR Department. That is where I put the computer at. Uh, I moved the computer to the HR Department. I right-clicked on HR Department. And I went to Create a GPO in this domain and link it here. And then I created a GPO called Last Users. It's also nice when you're creating policies, and we'll talk about this down the road a little bit, is um, I used to one time create all my policies in one big like default domain policy. But it's better if you have an issue to create each policy based on what you're doing. You're pushing a shortcut. Uh, you're you know mapping a drive to somebody. Then if something goes wrong, you don't have to go back through all those policies trying to figure out where did you put that. You can just delete that particular policy. So that policy is there now on the computer policy. And what we're going to do here on our test machine, I'm going to log back into this machine. And policies are pushed out, I believe it's every 90 seconds. Policies are pushed back out to your machines. But we like to, if we, if we make a change like that and we're sitting at a machine, it's much better for us. Um, well, okay, let's see here. It's much better for us to force that policy down, right? So we're going to do a GP update in the command line. So we're in the command line. We just type GP update space uh, forward slash force. And that was doing it's updating the policy from your domain controller. So we're forcing that update. Instead of it waiting for it, instead of powering the computer off and powering it back up, we can refresh it and we can see if this is going to work. So there it says, user policy is updated uh, and the computer policy is updated, so we are good to go. We will close that box out. I don't think if we just log off, I don't think we'll see it. Let's see. Uh, sign out. I think we will have to reboot the machine. Uh, we'll take a look here and see what it does. Nope, there you go. So we didn't have to reboot the machine at that point. All we had to do was log out. And now you don't see those other users down here. Our students don't see this. They don't know Sally was sitting here last or or, or Billy or Bobby or whoever. Uh, and now they just have the AD1. So they're logging into their domain. So if we log into the domain. And we can just uh, log in. It should know us. We should get the same desktop and everything is good to go. So it worked exactly as I planned it to. And as I said, this is very much a, a live video. I didn't have to edit anything out of there. Thank goodness. Everything just worked. Um, I can tell you sometimes we've had computers out there on the network. We'll talk about this down the road a little bit, but sometimes there's a computer in the network and what would happen is uh, it you can't get it to log. It will not join a domain. It will not join a domain. One thing to look at, believe it or not, is check your system clock. Make sure it matches the time on your domain controller um, it, because different administrators set those up differently for security reasons. You know, if your time is uh, greater than or less than, you know, five minutes, it, it may, in fact, not join. It may, in fact, not log on correctly. So something to think about. So, but that's it. And we'll look more at policies down the road. That's why I wanted to set this test environment up to uh, play with policies with you with the uh, the podcast. Uh, and I know it's hard in the podcast, folks. I'm sorry about that. But I do want to get more hands-on uh, with this show. And I do want you to go and look at the videos on uh, 4.2 Technoman on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I think you'll get more experience by seeing this done step by step by step. And, and, you know, it's proper ways of doing things. So, but 
So thank you so much for watching. Uh, the PC is now joined to our domain controller. And we did see how to apply that one simple policy to get rid of that last user logon. I really, really, that just, that, that burns me. And, I, and so many of the labs, we have policies for all of our labs. We have policies for all of our students. We have policies for all of our teachers. And I go individually to each group instead of just doing it across the domain. And I kind of build that individually for me so I can test it in the lab, make sure everything's good. But I always get rid of that last user logon thing. That's got to go. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. Thank you for subscribing and downloading to the shows or, or, or the shows. Um, a lot of you have emailed me and said, Jack, how come you have not done a uh, server 2016 course? And uh, it's just time. It takes a lot of time to build those courses out. Um, it took a ton of time to build the 2012 server course. And folks, honestly, 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 if you can manage, install, set up, and administer uh, Server 2012, you're going to be just fine on Server 2016. There's new features we can talk about later on down the road. But for now, I think, um, you know, as far as setting it up, putting groups together, uh, you know, uh, doing policies, working with your DNS, working with your DHCP scopes, and, and all that great stuff in Server, you're going to learn it very easily with the Windows Server 2012. 12 course and again check it out at jtc learning jtc learning so and if you want to support this show and i really hope that you do and uh, sh support these videos because i'm producing more and more of these that's going to help you uh, learn little tactics out there in your network please remember to use my amazon link and as at tips from the when you buy anything from amazon a small portion comes back to this show and you pay the same low 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 price all right, thank you very much, and I will talk to you next time on Tips from the Server Room. Bye-bye for now, everybody. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long. <laughs>